having my heart or whatever. And love, true love, will follow you forever. I shall give your heart to a wild thing. They don't know your heart. I do. I've seen it. You have shown it to me. Is my heart showing? Oh, it's Megan. Hey, y'all. It's Molly. Welcome to another episode of Is My Heart Showing? Today, we ask the question, are my study habits showing? And talk about how to incorporate the Bible into our homes. So I'm going to be getting on my soapbox today. The truth is going to church on Sunday morning is not enough Bible reading for the week. Going to church twice on Sunday and Wednesday night or with your small group shouldn't satisfy you either. As Christians, we should be getting into the Word as often as possible, ideally every day. So let's talk about it. So the Center for Bible Engagement did a study where they pulled 40,000 people ages 8 to 80, asking them questions about how they engage with scripture. And what they found was that people that read the Bible one, two, three times a week, um, and this can include going to church, um, that there was not very much of an effect on key areas of their life from doing that. So like one to three times a week, it wasn't very much. But people that read at least four times a week the ways that it affected their life spiked off the charts. Some behaviors that were affected were feeling lonely dropped to 30%, anger issues dropped 32%, bitterness in relationships dropped 40%, alcoholism 57%, feeling spiritually stagnant dropped 60%, and viewing pornography dropped 61%. And when it comes to positive behaviors, sharing your faith jumps up to 200% and discipling others jumps up 231%. Wow. So, yeah, we, uh, it makes a big difference when you're trying your best to read the word of God daily. We should know this. It shouldn't surprise us. Um, Yet so many of us neglect studying our Bible. Um, I will be completely honest. I didn't really start doing this until um, I probably would say I didn't start trying to read daily until I had kids, to be completely honest. I never really could get into a good habit of doing it. And, And it was like when I had kids, it was like, I need to know what I'm talking about. And they kind yeah, of have kind of pushed me it, you really need to know it at that point yeah so. that it once I had my first baby it was like I I've got to start doing this this is serious um but Hebrews four twelve says for the word of God is living and active sharper than any two edged edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart 
Second Timothy three fourteen through 17 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So when we diligently study God's word, it will change us. We will grow in sanctification and have better discernment. You will be able to better discern whether the things you're hearing in the media, in the songs you listen to, in the movies you watch, in the pastors you listen to, anything that you hear, you will be able to discern whether or not what you're hearing is the truth or if it's a lie. Because there is no neutrality. Um, I feel like people are finally starting to wake up and realize this. I feel like maybe when I was a kid, it wasn't like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's becoming more apparent now, especially with the way things are going in our culture, that there is no neutrality. And all those people that are acting like, oh, it's okay to... Yeah. Like if you're if you're not for God, you're against him. Matthew twelve thirty, uh, Jesus says, "Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters." So we're in a spiritual battle, and like Paul says, we need to put on the whole armor of God, but we can't expect to be able to fight without the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I'm talking about Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. I won't read all of that, but you can go read Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. That's when he talks about all of that. Um, so all of this applies to yourself as an individual, but also your family. You need to be discipling your kids. And a huge part of that is teaching them God's word. Sunday school is not enough. Church camp is not enough. Teen conferences are not enough. Those things are great. Um, we should be fellowshipping with other believers, of course, and I'm not saying that you won't learn anything from those things. It's important. But it is not your youth pastor's job to teach your children <laughs> the word of God. Um, Amen. It's Amen. your job. <laughs> I feel like... Um, we need to be taking this more seriously. Statistics are showing that Generation Z is twice as likely to be atheist than any previous generation. So let's yeah. take our job seriously and start incorporating the Bible into our daily lives in our home. Yeah, and I feel like totally um, I learned I'm probably in high school that like Sunday school like, oh, and Sunday school was first invented. And who, you know, they gave, there's um, a couple of people that started it in England and then brought it over here. And um, not going to go into all the history of that, but that is like a totally fairly new concept of the, yes. the whole concept of Sunday school. And um, it was always done at home. Like the kids learned how to read by reading the Bible. And yeah. we kind of started the Sunday school, which was not intended to replace that, but that's kind of what has happened in our culture. Yeah. And yeah, so it's been a huge thing that parents are like, well, we'll just, you know, let the kids figure it out for themselves. And what the parents are finding is that everyone else is very willing to speak to their kids about spiritual things 
um, whether they go along with what the parent believes or not. So you need to be yeah. um, getting to your, your kids first. Um, yes. and, and of course your kids are being yes. indoctrinated. It's just, you have to, yeah. are you <laughs> going to indoctrinate indoctrinate them? <laughs> or are you going to let the culture Which, indoctrinate if them? you, if you're listening, you are probably already a homeschooler because we are homeschoolers and we advertise that on this podcast. But, um, so we think that, you know, instead of throwing them out there to the, the wolves that we need to be, uh, training them up before we let them go. But, yeah. um, yeah, definitely. Um, this is a daily thing for you, but we're here to train our kids as well. So I'm a stay-at-home mom and uh, to two very talkative little girls. I also homeschool them, like we said. So. I understand that it can be hard to find the time to read your Bible alone. And ideally, you'd be able to get up before your children every morning and have plenty of time available to study before they wake up. Um, Because, you know, you should be doing this by yourself and with your family as a whole. So, um, yeah, it's important to find the time to study by yourself. But um, ideally, it's not, um, it's ideally you want to study. So why do you say that? Why do you say that you need to have time by yourself and with your kids? Because you need to, um, I, I, I want to do that because I want to be ready for when my kids have questions and then also I'm maybe, I'm kind of unequally yoked with my kids. Like I'm kind of growing at a higher rate than they are because they're still young. So like a kid's devotional book, if that's what we're doing, that's not going to be on my level so much. And so I'm going to want to be doing my own studying so that I can learn even more. And I guess that you could do that if you wanted to if you only wanted to do it as a family you could but But yeah I I mean obviously you're not going to get out as much of it if you're only doing devotionals with your four-year-old five-year-old you know you're not going to get as much out of it and and I mean I look at it this way is like that's just extra time that I get like so instead of thinking it like oh, you know, I'm already doing devotional and now I got to teach you guys too. Like, instead of like looking at it that way, like sometimes, you know, especially if you can like kind of do the same kind of thing, you can actually get more out of it and like stretch it out instead of like looking at it negatively, which to be honest, I look at it very negatively because I'm like, oh, I have to do this too, you know, but it's more like, I mean, seriously, because you're just like, it's another thing, you know, but if you look at it, whereas, oh, I can get more out of it because I get to do this and I get to do this and it's, and I will say that I feel like at first when I started doing this, it felt like a chore, but the more that you do it, the more you want to do it. Yeah. At least in my experience, like to look forward to it. Um, So, 
yeah, you said so. It's not reality that you wake up at five a.m. and get your no, done yeah, in the morning. Not at my house. Oh. Not at all. Um, sometimes they'll keep you up at night because they have stomach bug, or maybe you have stomach bug, or your four-year-old is having growing pains in her legs. That's been going on at my house this week. Um, or you have to get up super early because you have a, a vacation or whatever, uh, maybe an early an appointment, something like that. So what do you do then? Um, did you know that if you can't study alone, you can actually read the Bible around other people? Like by that, I mean, like they can be in the room when you have your Bible out and you're reading it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of people are just like, if I can't be completely alone and it isn't silent, then I'm not going to do it. And you just can't live that way. You have to do it anyway. There are going to be days that it's going to be better than others. Um, you can I still think, get something. Out. Yeah. I mean, I think almost you should prefer that around your Yeah. Family. Like when I, when I think of our mom, I think of her in her chair with her Bible open, listening to a tape. Like that's what she did. And we did school and that's what she did. She never, I don't know if she ever woke up before we did. No, I don't think she did. And yeah, that's the way I think of her. And that's like, she's my inspiration Mm -hmm. for like wanting to do this uh, every day. Cause I'm like, I know she did. I know I can do it. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, but if you are getting up, she wouldn't even put in headphones. She would just hit the, she had a little tape set thing. Yeah. And she would just play it out loud. Well, (laughs) Um, yeah, but it's like, if you, if you are doing it in secret, which there is a time and a place for that. Yeah. But if your kids never see you do it, they're not going to know that you're doing it, which yeah. is kind of part of the point. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You can still get something out of Bible study, even if you have interruptions during it. Like our mom, like she's proof of that for sure, because that was basically, I don't know if she ever got up before we did. and she knows a lot. She is very biblically literate. (laughs) Um, We also live in this amazing time where we can have the Bible at our fingertips for free. It's on your phone. Um, It's written on our phone, like it's, or it's typed up on our phone, not written on our phone, but it's typed up on our phone so we can, you know, go to quickly go to whatever we want to read. Or if you can't read it, you can listen to it for free in many different translations. Um, so when I'm having one of those days, that's what I do. I'll like have a chapter and I'll just listen to it over and over again while I'm doing uh, laundry or something. It helps me to listen to listen to it more than one time. Mm-hmm. I like to listen to it a few times at least, but yeah, like, if you're, if you didn't get to do it in the morning or whatever, whatever time that you wanted to normally, like wanted to be your Bible time that day, like sometimes your kids have like sports, you could do it in the car while you're waiting for them to get out of practice or different things like that. Like you can, you can make it work, try to make it work. 
I also recommend if it's hard for you to make daily Bible study a habit, um, get an accountability partner. Uh, currently how I study is I have two friends that are in a group chat on Facebook messenger with me every day. We read one chapter of the Bible and each person at least will say that they read it. If they have nothing else to say, that's fine. But a lot of times we like to share like a verse that stuck out to us or share something that we learned or something cool that we found in a commentary or something. So that's, that's what I'm doing right now. Right now we're in Joshua. So, and also remember, you don't have to buy a fancy devotional. In my opinion, a lot of them are fluff. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I feel like you have to be very discerning about which ones that you get. Um, there's a lot of garbage out there that you got to weed through. Um, just reading the actual Bible is great. Um, in fact, I would say that if you're going to do a devotional, maybe you should also just be reading through a book of the Bible by itself, too. Um, I like to use my NASB or my ESB study Bible. And if I get hung up on something or I want to learn more about something, um, I can look in my notes in my Bible. And you can use other commentaries to help you study, too. And I will say that on the um you mentioned using your phone and I, cause I was a little tired of, I have like a, just a regular, just one commentary. And so I was looking online and there's a lot of free commentaries out there yeah. and you can get there like, is. um, on the Bible app, on the blue letter Bible app. Um, there's, there's a million, I found just some on their own that are for free that are apps themselves. Um, you can get Spurgeon sermons, you can get all yeah. kinds of stuff um, to get like extra stuff that was completely free. And some of them you can just like buy a commentary to add to your Bible app that you have. Yeah. Um, so check there first before you buy like bounds and bounds of commentaries. Like it's be super yes. more convenient to have it because it's easier to search on yeah. those things and find, especially with like a commentary or something. And then I also n have noticed that a lot of, um, preachers, uh, you, they have apps or whatever, somebody you like. Yeah. And a lot of times they will categorize their sermons by either topic or by verse or chapter mm -hmm. verse. So if you're reading Matthew, for example, you can find sermons pretty easily out there of people that have done Matthew studies to go along um, with it. So I would recommend doing something like that um, rather than a devotional book. For me, I get way more out yeah. of it. Like you said, I think there's a lot of fluff in those. Yeah. And um, I would definitely, um, I think the first thing I do is kind of see if I notice the author on those. I am not a, I don't know names. I'm not a Christian celebrity yeah. person. So, but a lot of times the publisher will tell you if it's a good, so check who the publisher is and you can yeah, easily find definitely. out who the publisher, what the publisher believes and kind of what churches they back and stuff. And it's easy to find out if it's something that is going to be biblical or not just based on who the publisher is. But um, I yeah. think kind of more the way to go is if you have 
pastors that you know and trust looking on um on their social medias youtubes and spotify and all that kind of stuff and a lot of times sometimes they have apps and finding to get sermons about what you're reading with the commentary but yeah do i do that every day no but if i have extra time definitely kind of keep and i keep going and listen to sermons too but um it doesn't have to be complicated it doesn't have to be like yeah the big devotion study and I bought the study guide and I bought the book and the videos and you don't have to do you don't have to journal bible you don't have to yeah you don't have to be like yeah it doesn't have to be all it doesn't have to be a whole thing so I do find out though now that you mentioned that I do find that that if I write things down it's your personality though if you write things down I pay attention better so like if I'm listening to a sermon taking notes I listen a lot better than if I'm doing everything else now. Can I always do that? No, but you know, if I'm writing in the car, obviously I'm I do like notes, to take but... notes. Yeah. I like to take notes when I listen to sermons. Um, I just don't like do it calligraphy style <laughs> and like, <doodle>. right. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to get all, but I do like a good pen. I will, I will yeah. spend some money, on oh, some yeah. pens, but that's only just because I like pretty pens, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a great, a great way to jump in. Um, but just if, if you're getting a book and you're not opening your Bible that day. Yeah. I don't think it's getting flag. out. Yeah. <laughs> what you need, or if there's just like one verse and then you're going to write, read like three pages, it's probably not really yeah. what it may not, may not be bad, but it's not what you need yeah so yeah just pick up the good book and start reading Mm -hmm. yeah talk about ideas for studying as a family I think a big way that Satan has kept families away from reading the Bible together is by influencing the culture that uh, being busy is admirable. Families are so busy with school, sports, music lessons, whatever else that there is. Um, It leaves little time left in the day to have family Bible time. Our family tries to limit things that we say yes to. Um, And, you know, we still struggle with this. I think it's important to evaluate every once in a while what you're prioritizing. And if it's too hard to find the time to study the Bible together, then you need to make some changes. Um, One thing our family does is in the morning while the girls eat their breakfast, I do what is called a morning basket with them. If you homeschool, you probably know what that means. But if you don't know, it's basically just where you do a few of your school subjects in the morning all together as a family. So we do our history, our literature, and our Bible. We do have a book that we're going through right now for Bible called Theology. It's awesome. I highly recommend it. 
it's basically, it walks kids through systematic theology in a way that they can understand. And each chapter has a bunch of verses that you or your kids can look up that have to do with the topic you're on. Uh, my daughter, my oldest, she's eight. She really likes to look up the verses. So it's kind of like Bible drill. <laughs> like It's like we do Bible study and Bible drill. <laughs> and she looks up all the verses that have to do with whatever topic we're on um, that day. Um, we are also in Awana at our church. And yes, that is something that they do at church on Wednesday night. But what I love about it is it's all—it's a curriculum that you work on at home as well. Uh, the girls will memorize verses at home and we read their lessons in their books. And then each Wednesday night, they say their verses to their leaders at church. Um, so we try to work on their verses when we have time at home. One awesome thing that they have is they'll have like MP3 files to all the verses. And a lot of them are set to music. So it makes it easier for them to learn. So what we like to do is whenever we're driving somewhere, because we live out in the country, so it takes us a while to get anywhere, basically, like a 15, 20 minute drive anywhere we go, basically. So we always have plenty of time to study their verses over and over. So we'll just listen to the verses they're working on over and over in the car to help them to memorize them. One thing that we have used um, is we usually sit down together for meals. Um, not every night because we are busy, but typically we, we do. And so we got a little book and once again, it's a book and you don't have to have a book, but it's called Wits in Mealtime Devotions and it's by Ventures and Odyssey, the Focus on Family little thing. Oh. And um, they have, it's like just one page for each night. And it basically, um, they, they kind of make it like a meal. So it's got a mealtime prayer, an appetizer. So it's like, kind of you talk about whatever you're going to talk about. And then there's a little tells you what verse to look up and read. And then there's a main course, which is like, so the appetizer be like kind of a story to get your like brain thinking. And the main course is yeah. like the Bible story itself. And then there's all these questions. So, um, which they call table talk. Um, and so everybody kind of has to go around and kind of answer it. And like, it, and they're pretty, they're okay questions. You know, sometimes these are like either too deep or too easy, but these are yeah. good, like just conversation to get your kids talking about what you just learned about. And then it kind of brings it back with like a verse of the day kind of thing that you could either try to memorize together or just have one of your kids read. But we kind of liked it because it's, um, it's something you can do while you're at the table. And some of the things are not everything, but is kind of food related. Like they try to kind of put in that's really cool the food. So we we like this little book we found um, to to get that time of day since we were all together. Yeah, yeah. After we eat dinner, we try to have our Bible time as a family, and my husband leads this. And right now, we're about to start the Answers in Genesis family Bible study books that take you all the way through the Bible. So I'm excited about that. 
Um, yeah, I would recommend, uh, well, we can do recommends at the end. Um, but um, I also, I just wanted to say, I realized that some families have dads that work nights, so you can't do this after dinner. And sometimes they work 12 hour shifts, so it's hard to do it every single night. We have experienced both of those things specifically. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe your whole family does a Bible study for breakfast. Maybe they could do it at lunch. Um, maybe you do it when your kids get out of school and your husband, like if they go to public school and, um, and your husband just woke up and got dressed and you have like 15 minutes before he has to leave to go to night shift. Like, I mean, you can come up with something. Um, we still don't do this every single night. Sometimes we are not home. Sometimes my husband has to work late. Things come up. The point is that you should just try to do it as often as you can. Don't give up. It's too important. Yeah. Like it's not, um, I think that's kind of our biggest thing. I mean, with anything is like, well, I messed up this week. So I'm just, I'm not doing it. I mean, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah. We can't that, do that when we exercise, when we diet, when we study yeah. the Bible. I mean, it's, yeah, it's too important. Just keep going. Tomorrow's another day. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're going to be doing this until you should be doing this until you die. So, um, I mean, I saw a meme one time that was like that. It was like a little kid and they were like making a shocked face like, oh, and it was like that moment you realize that you'll never graduate from Sunday school. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That goes back to our whole Sunday school thing. It's, you needed to be doing more than Sunday school. But, um, and if you have very small children right now, you can still do this. It will not look the same as a family who has older children like men who can read and sit still for a long time, but, uh, little ones still need to learn what the Bible says. Um, make it a habit when they're young to study as a family, read them the Bible, but maybe just half a chapter at a time, or you could read them the Jesus storybook Bible. That's a really good one. Um, like every story kind of ties back to Jesus at the end because Jesus is the subject of the Bible. Like he's the point the whole point what um, no I'm yeah I know <laughs> no that is a really good one yeah we used that one in the past um and there's a lot of other really good bibles like storybooks um at least they're learning the stories that way and then when they get older you can teach them the moral like the like you know more about the story like yeah, the, and they'll like, already know the story. Yeah, like, don't. Yeah, wait. they'll already know the story, so don't, they can focus on other. I think parts a good like, example of this is like, like you teach like two and threes. They learn the story of Noah, right? And you teach yeah. them Noah's Ark and the animals and the rainbow and everything. And then maybe when they're twelve, they learn that everybody died. You know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like you keep like learning. Um, I think I remember like, um, I don't know, I was, you know, teenager or maybe an adult, you know, and you're, you hear all these stories and you're like, what? No, what? You know, yeah. like, why didn't we yeah. have this in Sunday school? You know, yeah. It was interesting. Um, so I'm yeah, just, like one, uh, one thing that I didn't realize until I was way older, like embarrassingly older is that like the door to the ark is like symbolism for Jesus. Because mm -hmm. Jesus, like God, shut the door. Um, he Noah didn't shut the door. The door was their salvation. 
that they were saved by going through that door. If you went through that door, you're saved. That's one thing that you'll see when you go to the ark is they have the door and it's got a lit up cross on it. Mm. Um, but yeah, like Jesus is the door. Like he's, he's our door. Like, you know, that's one thing I did not learn until I was way older. But yeah, like there's so many things like that, that you realize like the, like the Passover story, like the, the lamb is Jesus. Like I didn't really yeah. understand that until I was older, well, you know, I, like, mean, I learned the story, yeah, but, you know, like deeper concepts. Sure. Yeah. But I, mean, you learn like, deeper concepts, yeah. I mean, like, don't, oh, like, I mean, you know, like, you're not going to talk about the, David cheating on his yeah, like, and like, like the guy's tent peg <laughs> through the guy's temple and like you know yeah um, was it yeah. Elisha that sick the bears on the I don't know the oh, yeah I don't know but I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. I mean you kind of have to like, keep well, it I can't teach the kids the Bible because it's too yeah. rough well no there's you know they can start learning some of the stories now yeah. <laughs> My oldest just uh, just turned eight and she's reading very well. So we've just started trying to teach her to study by herself. Um, she has an NIRV adventure Bible. I try to just have her read like a chapter at a time or maybe half a chapter if it's really long, if she can. Um, and I may eventually buy her a devotional to start, but we haven't gotten that far yet. But so I'm trying to start having her uh, teach her to start trying to study on her own. Um, you may have more ideas or things to say about that because your kids are older. Yeah. So we did, we've done a lot of different things. Um, my kids have been like just interested on in doing stuff on their own and they've just read. Um, I, just have encouraged like new Testament. I'm just like, read the gospels or, you know, let's start there kind of thing. And then, um, my son got the, um, few years back, got the, um, comic Bible. I'm not sure what the oh, yeah. name is. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. So you could go through and like, see the stories, which is a little, probably a little bit cooler in the old Testament. And then, um, but we have gotten all kinds of like little devotionals and stuff for them to use over the years. And um, I mean, it's kind of hit or miss, but I would definitely say um, screen them pretty well if you do get a devotional, even if it says it's for kids. Um, I got, um, someone gave them a gift Um, I don't remember who it was given to, if it was my son or my daughter, but it was a Jesus is calling devotional and I was not familiar with them. And I was just like, Oh, okay. And I picked it up one day because it was just like sitting out. I don't actually think that they ever had started it, but, and -hmm. it was like some real sketchy stuff in there. I was like, yeah, Yeah. I don't think I wouldn't recommend any, I wouldn't recommend any of the Jesus calling stuff. (laughs) Um, I know now, I know now, but, um, yeah, so we, um, and and then just recently we started the, um, the not consumed for my daughter and I kind of like those because it, 
has a good chunk of um, verse in it for them to read. And then it kind of stays on topic. Anyway, we're going through for school, the old Testament, and then we'll start the new Testament probably next year. But um, so, and then I also like to get them like certain ages, like um, I got them. So kind of for their devotional, like we did the I can't, I don't have them down here and that I'd have to, to get off the computer, but the, um, the girls, girls, God's guide for girls. And it like teaches them about their body, but then like there's verses with it, which I feel like is, is okay for a, you know, a nine-year-old to use for her devotional, but that's kind of like what she switched to when she was learning about all that stuff and how, um, you know, God's designed your body to, to have certain functions and all that yeah. kind of thing. And, yeah. um, and I've also had some pretty good literature. I'm been pretty happy with, uh, focus on the family stuff for like, you know, how to be a good Christian boy and like what that looks like. And there's been several books that my son has read on that kind of topic. Um, and I, and my son has been really into the Bible app and he likes to get with his friends and do the reading through the Bible where, um, it's like a year and, you know, they all, he's done that. I think he's done that at least once and he's 15. So, um, yeah. they like things on their phone. So, um, and I know that when my daughter was younger, she liked, um, I cannot, I think it was just the Bible app for kids is what they called it, but they, they do the Bible stories and they have the little video that they watch. Yeah. And so anything on their phone, yeah, anything on their phone, they will love. But if you can get on that Bible app and it has the reading plans, it kind of helps them because it'll send like the little reminder. And my son really liked it because he was with a group of other people and they could comment. Um, and I know he still does that with, um, his Mimi and him will get on there and they'll do reading plans together. So, you know, kids and technology, they just like, stuff yeah. like that. so, um, yeah, all good stuff. And I mean, it's amazing that we live in this time where, yeah, it's just at our fingertips. I mean, yeah. um, we don't have to carry a big Bible everywhere. We have it with us and yeah my favorite thing about it is not just the reading, like being able to read it and have it with me at all times and the listening. But my favorite thing is the looking up because yeah, I, I feel like I'm always in that situation and I'm like, there's a verse for this. And then you're like, Oh, where is it? Yeah. And you just been, but now I mm-hmm. can just search and I can find it with, with under a minute, easy, mm-hmm. any verse. And so I use the search function a million times when I'm just in daily conversation. I'm like, well, yeah. what is that verse? So yeah, me too. Um, if you, um, yeah. And I really, really like, I will say the um, blue letter Bible. Are we, me can, too. We, can we just go ahead and go into the yeah. recommendation? That's, so yeah, the blue, blue letter, letter Bible, Bible, if you, Bible app is super popular and there's some great things with it. But yeah. um, be very, 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 very careful with yes. the devotionals the on there. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I try to kind of screen them because my son really likes to get on there. And um, I wish it was easier. I'm not really sure the process of how to get devotionals on there. I've kind of looked into it and I couldn't quite figure it out. So I'm not sure how they're getting on there. But um, I like the Blue Letter Bible because you can pull up. Well, there's a lot of things you can do with it, but you can pull yeah. up two translations side by side. Yes. I really, I really that. like that about it. Um, and it's um, so easy to go look up commentary. Yeah. So that's the one there's that. So many really things you can commentary. look up. Um, we've said the not consumed and, um, you mentioned the answers in Genesis family. Really? There's so many answers in Genesis or anything from master books. They have a bunch of, a bunch of stuff you could use, like a bunch of apologetics curriculum and Bible curriculum and whatever you want. They, and I know it's, it's all good. Cause I mean, I know what Ken Ham Kim and Ham wouldn't let any of that stuff. I mean, I trust um, those people and not consumed too. I've read her, like I follow her on Instagram and I've read her like statement of faith and I've heard really good things from you and like other church members. So yeah, I would, I have not personally done any of the not consumed, but I've heard really good things about them too. Um, I will also say um, I'm not a huge I wouldn't say I'm a hundred percent in the John MacArthur camp. Um, but, um, most of his stuff is pretty good. I feel like, and, um, yeah, I think he gets a bad rap for some things, but uh, anyway, that all aside, he does have a really cool app, um, grace to you. And, he, all of his sermons it's very well organized it's very well organized so you can look up um i really enjoyed um his uh sermon on the mount series um i thought i got a lot out of it it was really good um so i mean if there's this just a specific you know thing you're studying um i also will go ahead and say it i don't know we may get a lot of pushback from this but if you go to rbtheme.org um that um our mom was a big taper and so i don't think i said this earlier but she started me when i was a teenager um he has a whole series for teenagers um and she had me kind of listen to that and that's when i kind of started trying to do daily bible study and of course the ebb and flow of life. I mean, I've not been perfect, but, um, you know, I really enjoyed getting back in the past two or three years, started to listen to his sermons again. And he's kind of out there for some people. He might be a little too harsh. Um, but I've learned so much through that. Um, and he doesn't have an app, but they, you sign up and they send you, um, like a USB, and you can just put it on your phone and, um, it's completely free. Um, so I like that resource. Um, what else? Um, if you've ever, if you've never watched American gospel, um, that's a really good documentary that you could look in. A lot of those pastors on there are awesome. Um, that's kind of how I started learning more like Cause I kind of was like in a rut. Like I really only knew about like John MacArthur and Spurgeon and like, I didn't really know like 
who are other pastors I could listen yeah. to? I was not like to supplement and I didn't really know. And then I, I found that documentary and I was like, Oh, okay. And so I started looking more into these pastors that were featured on there. And I, um, I mean, a lot of them are really awesome. And mm. so, yeah, American gospel. That's um, great... I also, I don't know if he, I don't think he is in connected with that, but I found Mike Winger recently, the Bible thinker. Um, he yeah. Has an awesome podcast and also YouTube. And um, I kind of like it because I don't agree with him on everything. And it's, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, um, I also would suggest, yeah, if you don't know where to start, um, find, I, I think it's, we know a lot of churches in the community and we don't disagree with them. We just don't go to their church. And yeah. so we follow a lot of those, um, I guess they're not really podcasts because they're sermons, but you know, you can subscribe to them and then listen yeah. to those sermons too. And cause there's a lot, we live in a large Metro area. So, I mean, there's a lot of good preachers just in our area that we can listen to. Um, and so we like to, to utilize that resource, but we will put some of these links, um, for, to these resources in the, uh, description of the podcast. So you can easily find it um I just want to say like you know again it's not always going to be perfect uh, you're not always going to have that hour-long silence where you can pray and study by yourself and your family's not always going to have the time every evening or whenever to have a uh, bible time together every day where everyone sits still and listens carefully but um we still need to be diligent in going to God's word as often and as frequent as we can. It is how God speaks to us and we need to listen. Thank you for listening to the Is My Heart Showing podcast. Please consider subscribing. Follow us at Is My Heart Showing on Instagram. And look us up on Facebook. We'd love for you to like our page. And we'll see you next time.